0: Hey guys, Dan and Moxie here. Just a quick word to say, we're keeping all of these old UTS podcast episodes available to you, still free of charge on all of our platforms. But be aware, now that we're independent, we are no longer the official podcast of Cheltenham Saracens Rugby Club. Also, all of our social media platforms will remain the same,
1: but our SoundCloud page has a brand new address. You can find that at soundcloud.com forward slash the UTS podcast.
0: You are listening to UTS, the official podcast of Cheltenham Saracen's RFC. Hey guys, come on in, get comfortable, put your feet up, put your headphones in, you're listening to the UTS podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dan Lodge, joined by my broadcast partner, Mark Moxie Collier. Hello. And we are coming to you live. Almost. Almost. But not from Sherry Corner in King George V, we are actually coming from one of the amazing studios right here at the University of Gloucestershire's Park campus. Before we get into things please remember this is a completely amateur podcast for a completely amateur rugby club, produced and organised entirely by volunteers such as myself, such as Moxie and this week Vicky who's in the tech booth, uh, the control room I think the proper name is for it. And we bring this show to you absolutely free on the first Friday of every single month. And as of course, as a volunteer project, we're not able to accept financial donations. But we do hope you can support the podcast by sharing it on whatever social media pages you use. Be it Facebook, be it Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, uh, whatever you use. Just Or even by text or by email or, you know, if you write a letter to someone, if you've got a pen pal, happy days. Tell them about it, word of mouth, whatever you want to do, as long as it helps us spread our message. As we do on every single show, we appeal to any of our local listeners who may have a local business, or at least know somebody who does and might be interested in supporting this show and advertising on the cheap. Contact us directly at utspodcast at gmail.com and set your subject header as advertising. February was a pretty mixed bag. It's safe to say for the Saris, the 18th being uh, a pretty special one as the Saris hosted local rivals Cheltenham North in front of a bumper crowd at KGV for the first ever James Connolly Memorial Cup, and good god did it produce. We'll get into a little bit of that during the show, so you'll hear uh, a lot more about that. But uh, there was some great rugby played, uh, and it was great to see actually an old head, uh, I don't think he's going to thank me for that at all actually, returned to the squad at last minute with Buster Matsovic coming into the team, Uh, And we caught up with him and Jimmy Mac after the match to hear their thoughts.
1: Oh mate, massive, massive occasion. Truly honoured to get called up um, ten minutes before the game because poor Coop's got a calf strain. But it's been, I think, three, four years? Probably even longer
0: since I've played first team down here. Have you got the bug again? Mate, I've always had the bug. It's just work's kept me from doing it, you know? Would have been nice to see a try from you though. Oh, and I loved it, mate. Especially, I thought I might have been in down the bottom here. Band- but, but too slow, but too slow and old. No, G- Jimmy Mac doesn't get interviewed because he knocked on about a million times today. <laughs> <laughs> that was just in the first half, Jim, wasn't it? I my finger. <laughs> oh. I can only describe that, ladies and gentlemen, as a Quasimodo of a finger. <laughs> I'm not even sure. I don't is think it, that does it justice.
2: Jim, what you that's, the reason, it that's the reason, that's the reason. But there we go. Yeah.
0: Got to be over, over the moon with that performance, Jim. Over the moon, Lodgy, yeah. Great performance, mate. Um, Fitting tribute for the main man himself. So uh, happy days. Happy days to uh, to stamp a real authority. It's not just with the forty-two-three scoreline, but also with that defensive performance.
2: Oh, outstanding! Yeah, always pleased with a, a no tries conceded. Um, yeah, and I mean, they didn't really come close. So happy days. Really. really is, it, happy. is that something you specifically worked on, or the main main aim today was uh, just to win the game? Really, Logie. Um, the league points didn't matter. It was all about the win. It was three nil or forty-seven-three. It was always when we were happy, mate. Awesome. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you. Jimmy
0: Mack and Buster there. Great to have them on the show. Hopefully they'll come on in the future as guests. Uh, while we're on the subject of Saturday, the 18th of February, we also got a quick word in with Billy Burns to hear his opinion on the big win.
2: Yeah, it was a really good performance. Really, really happy for the boys. Um, obviously a lot riding on the game today with it with it being for, for JC and I think it was a real uh, Chapman South's performance. I thought our defence was outstanding. Uh, to, to keep them to, to not score on a try was, was great and, and our attack on the back of that was really good as well.
0: Was there anything specifically defensive-wise you planned for that or was there anything you were expecting or was it just that's how it went?
2: Yeah, we probably didn't start the game in defence how we wanted to. We, we probably had too many guys going in trying to steal ball that, that wasn't there and, and ended up giving away a few penalties. But uh, after sort of 10, 15 minutes, we worked that out and, and, and we said we'd leave the breakdown alone and keep players on their feet so we could get good line speed and, uh, and, and the boys did that. So it was, it was great to see
0: considerably more dominant second half was there anything that was said at halftime to to bring that out?
2: No I think you play against good teams in this league so uh, you've got to break them down and and, and we we pride ourselves on our fitness Um, and I think in the end it was just we 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 kept making them make tackles uh, and and it takes its toll on the body and then we could run away with it in the end. Superb performance all round, if you could pick a man of the match who would it be? Oh you put me on the spot, Uh, man of the match I thought Luke Morgan was outstanding for us uh, tonight and then (laughs) up front um, I think Chris True, for for a player who's who's not played much union and and come in the back row, did a really good job, carried well, uh, good ball skills and and was good in defence as well.
0: Awesome, thank you. We'll kick off February by looking at the results for the youth section in a little bit of a change of pace for the show, because why not? During the week, I caught up with Moxie to find out how the pups got on. The under-14s kicked off a busy February with a trip down to Thornbury on the 5th. On a beautiful, clear but cold morning,
1: the boys soon made their intentions known and were 7-0 up within 4 minutes. The Saris showed the determination and will to win all the individual victories across the park. Our pack didn't take a backward step all game, with Thomas stealing all but one of Thornbury's scrums. The pups did everything well on the day, but the most impressive part of the match was the final 10 minutes, where the opposition were camped on our 22, mostly within the the 5 metres, but even with Adam in the bin, for an alleged professional foul. Our defence was as good as I've ever seen it with tackle after tackle stopping their attacks and eventually leading to a mistake to allow the Sarris to clear their lines. A uh, monumental effort by the boys as we ran out 33-0 winners. Our tries were scored by Captain Noah, Joe, Growler, Kean and Alex. Cian converted four out of the five. Our men of the match were Ryan and Kean, who was brilliant today with his counter attack running. Again, a special mention to Ryan, Leo, and Mr T for helping Thornbury to field a front row and ultimately a proper contest in the scrum. Well done and thank you, lads. Yeah, Thornbury like Berry Hill, they've been struggling this season, and we wish them all the best for the rest of this season and for the future. On the 12th, Long made a short trip over the border to the Sarays. Due to school half term, illness and injuries, both sides only managed to field 12 players each. Which made for a fast, open game of rugby. That was handy because it was a cold morning, and being involved helped keep the boys a little warmer. A bit like basketball, the tries came frequently. You score, we score, you score, etc. Until the final whistle was blown by Billy Fishwick, who stepped in at the last minute. Thank you mate, with the Sarri's under-14s running out winners, 38 points to 26. Our tries were scored by Joe, Ryan, Joel managed to, to pick up two, Taylor and Kean. Our normal kicker Keane was away but Joel stepped in and gave the selectors a great headache by playing really well at 10 and slotting four out of the six and only n- narrowly missing the other two. Our men of the match were Charlie Maker, again for showing how destructive he can be with the ball in hand, with his uh, Samoan sidestep, and our very own Jason Robinson, twinkle toes in Keehan. Still hard to believe that he's he's only this season started playing rugby. Just shows what listening, asking questions and training hard can do for your game. Sunday the 19th was a training session, because unfortunately Breeden couldn't raise a side to play us. We had a good turnout and ultimately a good session. The 26th saw the boys return to action when Eversham came down to KGV. I unfortunately was unable to attend this match but I am reliably informed by George Efty that I missed an absolute cracker. From the first whistle our lads were keen to put the closely contested match earlier in the season out of memory and show the Evesham team who was boss. Um, we, we won that down there as well. I've also been told by many who were there that I'd missed possibly the try of the season made even worse in that it was my son Harry that scored it. But that was only one of uh, seven tries scored by the boys that day. They were touched down by Keen, who, who got two, Joe picked up two, Harry, Growler and our skipper Noah. Keen added the extras to three of the tries to make the final score 41 points to five. Our men of the match were Terminator Toby and Joe. This, uh, I'm sure, is giving the selection committee a great headache ahead of the next match, which is our County Cup plate quarterfinal, which is going to be a very tough but winnable tie against Minchin Hampton under 14s.
0: Fantastic stuff. Thanks to Moxie for putting that one together for us. Uh, quite a month for the pups, it looks like. Looking at the senior teams, uh, they only had two competitive fixtures in the month of February. The first team came away with a clean sweep, 21-0 win over Berry Hill on the 11th. That was at King George V. Uh, as mentioned before, we did pick up a big 42-3 win over local rivals Cheltenham North on the 18th. The second team were also in league action, kicking off February with an away loss to Lydney United, 43-13 on the 11th. And they faced Matson on the 18th. We don't have an actual result for that, but we have been told uh, we came out on the losing end of that one. Unfortunately, no third-team no 13 games at all in February which was massively disappointing. It would be really, really good to get those guys out again. Hopefully March will provide that for us. No guest this month. We've decided with so much controversy going on with the Six Nations, we've decided to cover that for an episode. Uh, We'd have liked to have had our resident referee, Phil Waters, who joined us on the January episode, on the line to talk with us. Unfortunately, he's away training, so we weren't able to get that. Hopefully, though, we might do a mini-pod later on in March where we will... Maybe sit down with him for ten minutes, quarter of an hour, Then we'll discuss that and how to deal with it. That's another subject on the list that me and Moxie will talk about. So buckle up, we'll be back right after this. Big game on the 18th, February 18th, cheltenham Saracens versus Cheltenham North. Yeah, yeah, it was, a, it was a massive game, mate. But it, it was it was really good to see, not just not just the really the really good scoreline because like you know who doesn't love that. But the fact we, we the fact we didn't concede any tries.
1: I mean that, that day was the, the rugby was only part of it really. It was yeah it was what the whole day meant to to Saris and, and Chatham North. Yeah, you know, we can't forget them. They they played their part. Um the the sidelines were full, the balcony was full. Yeah, it's great to see. The clubhouse trying to get a drink during the game and after the game was just well, virtually impossible. Yeah, there were so many people there. It was it was it was brilliant. I, I tried interviewing people and it was just a nightmare. I mean that just that just shows the, the mark of the man, you know. That's they're all there for one person. Yeah.
0: And that oh was, God, yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Absolute, absolute horrible. The fact that we even had to have the JC Memorial Cup. Yeah. No, no age. But man, what a turnout! Yeah. What a turnout! Like completely ignoring the result and completely ignoring the, the 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 rugby of it as a whole. To see so many people turn out for that was just incredible. Yeah, I. I can probably honestly say I've never seen that many people there. Yeah, no, not even... I think the last time I think we saw a crowd like that, and I'm not going to do like a same uh, a shameless sevens plug here, but I, w- I would say actually combination day.
1: Yeah, combination final day.
0: But bearing in mind, we had six teams on show there. Yeah. And that, funny, that was against the North as well. Yeah. And it was just... Yeah, yeah, actually, fully enough. And, man, and two teams in a league brought together by one man to have to have a to have a following that big was incredible
1: yeah I mean there were even people there from from Cheltenham Tigers and, and other other teams other followers of other teams you know they yeah, were, so they were, were yeah, yeah it wasn't just Cheltenham uh, Cheltenham Saracens and
0: Cheltenham North it was everybody that knew him were, were there it, it was it was incredible to see it I I thoroughly enjoyed the day even though I was I, I was going to say working I'm not even sure it was working uh, uh, I don't know. I, I I don't quite know how I'd describe it. Receiving interviews, I tried to I tried to get one with Aaron, but he politely declined. Yeah, I think which was... is which is understandable. Maybe maybe yeah. maybe completely out of order of me to even like suggest an interview with him on that day. I don't know. Um, but he he was very polite about it. I tried to be as polite as possible about it. Um, and I I've been umming and auring about this since since the actual day of it. So I might as well address it. I'd quite like to address it. Um, at no point was I trying to kind of pressure him into it. Mm. I think a couple of people thought I was trying to pressure him. I just I, I felt because I interviewed Jimmy Mack and I interviewed Buster and, and 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 uh Billy Burns. I I felt with it being his, his dad's cup, I didn't want to not give him the chance to speak. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I, mean? yeah I, I think I think that's fair. Um I mean I, I'd I'd never force anyone to talk, you know, with no. a microphone in their face. Some some people love it. Some people don't, you know, like mm. you, you can't make people talk. And even if you try to, you're going to make them run. Yeah. So, you know, I, I offered him the opportunity. I'd have loved to have been able to to have a proper chat with him. I, I'd have loved to have, have him on. And if he's listening, uh, that slot is more than open uh, to, to Aaron if he wants to come on. Yeah, hopefully,
1: hopefully one day. We'll
0: yeah. I mean, who knows how long this will last? Could yeah. be up until the season, could be in the next season, could be the three years that I'm still at uni and I've got these facilities available to me. Yeah see where it goes but um but yeah the offer was there he declined i'm not gonna kick off about it i'm not gonna make a fuss out of it if he if he doesn't want to that's 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 his choice because i i i i know for me if it was like the other way around i probably wouldn't be able to either no no everyone's different yeah that's it we all and, we were... it, and, it, and it is
1: and, and you know the, the whole thing is, is still raw
0: yeah you know we we're we're still coming to terms with it you know yeah. ne- never mind aaron you know so yeah. but yeah uh the, the the chance was there we might even have a little bit of uh i i actually i i massively regret trying to interview him actually because not because i i felt like i'd kind of forced him to into making a thing but because uh scouse got on the microphone instead of him <laughs> um again because because he missed us so much from the last month's episode. So if you listen right to the end, and I'm going to make you listen all the way to the end, because I know some people decide to to drop out after the main conversation, after our feature interview. But um, yeah, if you listen all the way to the end after the uh, after the show finale, there's a little bit of a uh, I was I I don't even know how to describe it to be honest. A moment of scousism. We'll <laughs> we'll go with that. We'll go with a scousism. Well, yeah. I mean, hopefully we're gonna we'll get a Scouse part two at some point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> after after his interview in the, in the previous podcast he uh when we when we
0: turned the mics off he gave us plenty of gold yeah and uh well i i, I could have kicked myself forever in a day because we didn't collect any of that i should have just left it running really <laughs> just idiot what an idiot mind you the beat machine might have been uh worn out yeah that was that was a long old edit that was a long old edit on the uh on the last month's episode some of the stuff that i had to take out that he put in and none of that stuff by the way will be making it to the uh end of the series outtakes episode either <laughs> that's just no that's not happening that's a complete and utter no-no right um yeah well just just have a chat about the rugby then on that day yeah yeah let's turn Can our be... attention to that oh yeah. what a what a start by the saris that right that absolute just the i and and i i focus on that specifically because obviously I, I obviously you you weren't entirely around for the first team, uh, last season and, and for the start of this season. Um unfortunately I, I was working all the time with them on the the social media front, so I, I went to a lot of those games. And our slow start, like the amount of times we, we like we were picking up wins, but we would have been absolutely hammering teams had we started those games the way we started against the North. Yeah. You know? Or if if we'd have started that At that speed against Old Richians earlier in the season at Sandy Lees, I reckon we could have, we possibly could have come away with a result from that. Right, okay. Because our 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 start before, particularly last season, not so much this season. I think this season we've really kind of tuned it up. We've we've done a very good job doing that, and uh, I imagine that's all down to Billy and Jake for kind of drumming that quick start in. Yeah. But our our slow start was just constant. I mean, you saw you saw it yourself actually. Just thinking about it, at the uh, the North game when we played them in the cup, in the combination, yeah, in the final, yeah, went two tries down, yeah, after ten minutes, in ten minutes, and we're and we're fourteen points down, mm. and there was that little bit inside my head, and I was like, here we go, <laughs> you know, that that slow start is gonna absolutely kill us again. But yeah, I mean, go, going back to this game, it, yeah,
1: started off really quickly, then there was a, a patch of about sort of ten minutes, wasn't there, where when nothing really happened, yeah, very, um, very, very quiet. I, in regards, point scoring, mm. um, but
0: then the floodgates opened. Yeah, I think, I think, the, I think the North had a penalty about quarter of an hour in. Yeah, and they, they, they missed it by about two foot, and that, that was, that was a real let off, I thought. Yeah, yeah, because that Cause,
1: could have, yeah, that could have turned a few heads, and if, if they,
0: if they'd got that back in, that could have been like, right, you know. We're in touching distance again. It's only four points, you know, so there's there's that chance to to maybe kind of get that momentum going right off that penalty. Luckily enough, they don't get it. Maybe that's actually what kind of psychologically just did it for them. Yeah. You know, that kind of... Do they do they trust their kicker? Yeah,
1: because I think he missed a few that day, didn't he?
0: I, I, I know there was definitely one. I know he converted one. Yeah. You know, and I know he missed one earlier. I think he missed two or three kicks. So, you know, not not to single him out, there were plenty of chances that they had and that we had to score. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we 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 had times where we were camped on their line, and and couldn't get through. So you know, rather you know, and I, I'm trying to trying to give a balanced account here, but you know, it's very easy to sit there and kind of single their kicker out. Uh, yeah, them. I mean,
1: t- talking of that, talking of sort of balance now, I, I said to a few guys afterwards that because of what the day meant, um, Chatham North could have had. 20 players on that pitch yeah we would have won that game regardless of how many they had I think so our, our, our hearts were, were that fired that there was nothing going to stop us from winning that game
0: yeah that's true and it was, it was actually really good to see uh, people coming back as well uh, Buster coming off the bench yeah uh, Tom Patience came back all the way from Gosport yeah uh, shout out actually to anyone who uh, might be listening at Gosport and Ferrum I probably I, I doubt they are <laughs> um, but just in case I, I you know uh, we'll, we'll put a thing out on Facebook and let him know he is mentioned put, shout out to Tom Patience put the sherry bottle down and put your earphones in <laughs> yeah yeah actually I'll tell you while we're here actually we'll just take a minute because uh, I spoke to Tom Patience on the day so we'll have uh, uh, a couple of seconds just to hear what he thinks
2: yeah it's good yeah they're pretty decent to be back good game hard fought I think uh, in all honesty we had it from the off in in a brutal way. I think we had it from the off. A few slip-ups. But, um, yeah, it was good to watch. Good from both sides. A lot of passion. Do you miss it? I miss it a lot, yeah. Yeah, a lot. I do wish I was here again.
0: Do you miss Cherry Corner as much? Uh,
2: More so than the rugby, actually, yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, What what did you think of the really, really quick start from the Sarries?
2: Yeah, it was good. I haven't been around for a few months, and there's a few new faces. What I would say is... Um, it's, from what I can tell it's benefited the team greatly um, there wasn't a point in the game where I thought that it could be lost and I think having a few new faces in there mix it up a bit is probably the reason for that
0: awesome thanks very much that was Tom Patience social legend of the Surries you could say yeah, he's, he's, he's introduced a couple of games is not he <laughs> yeah you could say Cr- that Chris Jenga is one Chris, of them Chris Jenga yeah, oh nightmares. And I I don't even play it. Although actually I do remember this going back. Christmas 2015. Do you remember Dom? Shout out to Dom Richardson if he's listening with the uh, the, the the moose head Christmas I jumper. I think I find it.
1: It was a it wasn't a moose. Was it? it was it, it a was moose? a reindeer. It's a reindeer. It's Christmas jumper.
0: Of course it is. Yeah. Why, why would he have a moose jumper at Christmas? What a uh, it. In my defence, it's it's early in the week, um, so yeah, not my fault. Yeah, moose, deer, Rudolph the red nosed moose, moving swiftly on. What was I going to say? Yeah, no, uh, and he actually he put the crisp. Don put the crisp on the the moose slash deer antlers, and managed to position the crisp right on top of the pile without spilling it, without. Actually, using his hands and just using the jumper—that that's my that's my crisp Jenga moment right there. Good work, good work, Dom. I, I wish I'd I wish I'd caught it on video. I got photos of it, but I wish I'd caught it on video because that was something that was something special right there. i uh, probably one of those ones you couldn't recreate. No, no, it won't, no. I doubt if you could do it again. Yeah, because I I totally expected him to fail big time. <laughs> Everyone else was hoping so as well. So we yeah. get the drink. <laughs> yeah. He never seems to fail. I don't understand it, <laughs> but yeah, he's introduced that. What else has he introduced? There's been a few things. There's um, got, got to have been a few things. I don't it? know. I've,
1: I've seen I've seen the video of him, uh, straw pee doing a bottle of sherry.
0: Oh. <laughs> and that's not a small bottle either, is it? No, that, that was pretty good. There, there's some there's some big bottles of sherry they have up there at the club. That's that's a lot of sherry just—he's got—he's got to have he has got to brought more than that to the club,
1: hasn't he? Yeah, he has. I, I can't think at the minute, but
0: yeah. Shanter. <laughs> and, and if and if and if any of our listeners don't know what shanter means, I'm not going to explain it to you. Um, ask, ask your parents. <laughs> um, talk to Liam Cooper; he'll sort you out. He's got plenty of shanter. He's like he's like Santa Claus with shanter. He just can't stop giving it out. Uh, shout out! I'm doing a lot of shout outs today. I'm doing a lot of shout outs for this show. Of course, Liam was our uh, guest number one. Actually, he started all of this. Yep. So you've all got him to blame. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Back to the rugby. Obviously, we heard patience there. You know, mention we've we've got a uh, a few new names in the, in the squad this season. Obviously, he's been gone. And luckily enough, I th- I think we've been in quite a good position where we've been able to replace him. And I, d- I don't mean that in a kind of negative way, but when you when you have quality leave. You've got to have quality come in, and I think we're quite lucky to have got that. Actually, Chris True had a storming game in the back row. I think he played at eight, because I think Coops was meant to play at eight. Yeah, Coops. Unfortunately, yeah, he he, um, <clears throat> he he injured
1: his calf in the warm up.
0: Mm. And
1: because uh, I I missed the warm up actually, I only arrived
0: like minutes before kickoff.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, I got there and he was, and Jay was working on it on his on his calf. And yeah. he was obviously pulled from the starting lineup. Which is a big blow, um, and subsequently he's had some some, some worse news than that.
0: Um, yeah, I was going to say to you if you heard anything about that. Yeah, yeah, he was
1: um, he was in in A and E, with uh, he was he's being um being scanned for a suspected broken neck. Um, don't quite know how that happened. Yeah. Um, luckily he hasn't got a broken neck. Oh
0: um, I mean, well, that's good to hear.ing Because I actually yeah. I did wonder because I hadn't heard anything. But um, he in his
1: own words he's he's been told he's got a the neck of a very old man and the doctors unfortunately have said um don't ever play rugby again so he's he's unfortunately had to had to retire now
0: wow that sucks yeah that really sucks because he was like he was one of like the few he he loved it yeah you know yeah i mean he's even even at his age you know he's uh Mid- oh, oh we well, won't thank you for that one. Mid, mid- <laughs> Bloody <laughs> hell! Put the Zimmer frame mid- on him already. <laughs> mid- Jesus. For- mid forties,
1: but but playing like a um, you know like a like a thirty-nine-year-old. <laughs> no, no, he was he was he was getting, he, he was, basically getting himself back into the first team and and playing really well. And it's such a shame, such I mean, a shame you, that he's you, had
0: to. Yeah, step down. it's it's the last thing you because I don't think because it was so sudden. I don't think anyone really expected it.
1: I don't um, think he did. It's... I, I don't really know what what actually happened but um yeah to to go in with that and come out and be told yeah you, you can't do one of the things you love that's uh, it's not great i mean hopefully he can he can still because he um he referees uh, the end the 14s oh, that's
0: right yeah yeah. i was gonna say i've seen so, him referee. so yeah a few so
1: so hopefully he can he's okay to do that
0: oh yeah as long as he stays in the game yeah yeah i think he will oh yeah i he'd go mad when i did it though wouldn't he yeah he'd go mad without something to do so yeah actually shout out to coops actually what we've done a shout out to everybody in the world um so far today shout out if you're listening why not uh yeah be interesting to see if we can get coops on if you're listening i
1: apologize for saying your age (laughs) i did actually say
0: it but uh yeah i I alluded to it i'm sorry we might bleep that out (laughs) we might do i don't know don't i'm i'm Sorry, I've just been distracted there by Vicky hand-waving. Is everything okay in there? I'm getting a thumbs up. She's she's turned her microphone off. She's very microphone-shy for the first time ever. So. I,
3: I can come back.
0: <laughs> it wasn't an invitation. I was just checking you were all right.
3: <laughs> I haven't died yet. It's cool. all good. Yet? Yeah. <laughs> Still awake? Still alive, yeah.
0: So, yeah, safe to say, February 18th, JC Memorial Cup. Result and everything in tow. Probably it's safe to say, one of the best days we've had up at the club, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely.
0: Just a shame shame for the reason. Yeah. But man, what a way to remember him though. Yeah. Holy melly, that was that was an unbelievable. Yeah, I would have
1: loved it. It would have loved to have been there for the game and the crack and the beer afterwards.
0: Mad. Mm. Mad day. Incredible. I mean, by the looks of things, I, I did see a picture, he'll, he won't thank me for this at all actually, but I did see a great picture of uh, former Northman, current Sarri's man, Cressey Creswell. Okay. Absolutely out of it on his... Uh, oh, sleep on the sofa? Uh, sleep on the sofa. <laughs> yeah. Saw yeah. That. Uh, courtesy, courtesy of his of his daughter. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Crazy if he's listening. He probably isn't. He's, he's got better, better things to do than... So... What was the final score, Dan, the, on the day? Uh, I want to say 42-3. I want to say 42 I, I really should know, as, you know, a, a podcaster, this is kind of my job to know stuff. Um, I'll be honest, I should know. It was, was, yes, it was. I'm just looking at it now on my laptop. I should know, because I was actually doing the scoreboard. Yes, you were. You've you've taken over... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you should know that. <laughs> yeah, I see you've been thrown into my old job. Getting plenty of... Uh... Yeah, unlucky. then
1: hassle from the balcony.
0: Unlucky about that then. (laughs) Although I noticed you didn't need a chair, which was, I'm slightly envious, but then again, me using the chair was also kind of like me doing squats, so, and if anyone needed squats, it was definitely my fat ass, so, (laughs) you know, silver linings and little benefits and all of that. But uh, but yeah, safe to say, I don't think that could have gone any better.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was a great day.
0: I mean, like the the result itself says a lot. I I kind of felt a little bit bad for the North, actually, a little bit at the end. Nah, <laughs> I think that just about draws a line under that. Um, we'll move on to the other talking point in rugby, uh, the Six Nations. Okay, tackles and rucks and offside lines. Oh my, I, I and
1: uh, Italian space invaders.
0: <laughs> that, that's a very good way to describe it yeah I I didn't see the match unfortunately I have read um quite a lot about it actually uh, I've read a considerable amount about it from what I've from what I can gather there's only an offside line behind the hindmost foot of the hindmost player of the ruck Italy didn't only if it is a ruck only if it is a ruck and Italy didn't contest the ball so there's no offside line
1: a, a, yeah, a ruck is where one player
0: from each side is contesting the ball.
1: Yeah, after the tackle.
0: No, is that is that for me or is that for the casual listener who might not know? Or is that for a mix-up? I uh, think I'm just trying to find out. I'm just trying to talk I myself into what me. it is. It could
1: be for you actually. <laughs> I, I thought he was just My being sarcastic run-up. and trying to teach me about rugby. And then yeah, obviously, then they have to the well, the offside line is 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 the highest behind the hindmost foot in oh, the of, of, of the hindmost
0: player yeah because yeah. th- there was a, there was a bit of a uh, a lot well I, I say a bit there was a lot there was a lot of a uh, ferore I suppose you could use to describe it uh, regarding the laws some some for it some think it's a really really genius idea actually in playing to the rules
1: well personally as, as as an england fan and obviously an englishman i i, I thought it was genius mm. i i thought you know they were never going to beat england playing rugby and playing rugby properly mm. so they had to come up with some some sort of plan to, to disrupt and, and and settle in england and they, they did exactly that in that first half you know they were unlucky to come away you know with so few points
0: i i not i i saw so many different opinions about it i was so i don't know i i was conflicted
1: i i also agree with eddie jones that that it it wasn't a game of rugby it was um it, it was a farce, really. Yeah, but you know, Italy, as I said, Italy had to do whatever they could to try and win that game. And I mean, England were probably always going to win it. Oh yeah. But after half time when they sort of realised, don't don't commit yourself to any contact situation, you know, run with the ball, get the, get the big guys going through the middle, they, you know, they were always going to put points on, and, and they did that. With two two quick early
0: tries in the second half, and from then on it was just a, just one way of traffic really. It was an interesting one as well because I think it was James Haskell apparently was recorded asking the referee what happens at a ruck, and uh, um, and was it Roman Roman the referee? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he he turned around right and basically for those who didn't see it were su- suggested he couldn't advise because he was a referee and not a coach. Yeah, what are your thoughts on that? I think that is
1: a brilliant thing for him to say. It was he, he's right. He, he can't coach. You know, it's it's not up to him to to give teams ideas on how to, you know, counter opposition tactics. He he's got to he's got to um, uh, to referee the game and apply the laws of the game. He, he can't he can't
0: give you no know, tips,
1: ideas, tactics. And and
0: he's he's absolutely right in what he said. But could you could you say though it could actually be argued against him that if a player is asking him to confirm or just give a little bit of clarity on something, he actually then should be saying, you know, Dan, he's an international rugby player, a professional international. Admit, rugby admittedly, player. yeah, no,
1: he, he should he, know. He should know those laws inside out.
0: Oh no, he should do. I'm not. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying he shouldn't he should definitely i mean if you're playing at that level you've you've got to know but at the same time if he's asking the referee and saying look sir i'm not being funny why are they constantly what england perceived to be offside should the referee not then say just say he's not offside because should the referee not be explaining that if if they're not infringing on the laws then what's he got to explain yeah fair point actually yeah maybe maybe i don't know what do you, what do you think tell us at home if you can get in touch with us at UTSpodcast at utspodcast@gmail.com uh, we will read your uh, emails out on the next next month's episode on April's episode uh, and by then the six nations will be <laughs> well and truly gone we might even do a special mini pod on it for the end of the series i don't know we'll uh, for the end of the six nations we'll see uh, when that is and what occurs with that um but, yeah, it'd inter- be interesting. I, I There's a little bit of me thinks, fair enough, and, and another another little bit of me thinks, well, maybe, you know, international standard referee, if he's being asked a question, needs to give a direct answer. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, e- I, th- I, think, even, I think... Even if he were to just say, they're not offside because they're not contesting the ruck. There's n- there's no ruck, there's no offside line. Even no, if he I, says that... I mean, yeah, he, he, he could have said that,
1: but he obviously felt that...
0: Work it out for yourselves.
1: Yeah. Because... Uh, Obviously, um, Connor O'Shea and, and the, the Italians—they obviously went to the referee before the game and said, "Look, this is what we're going to do. Mm. Um, is is that okay? Yeah. Um, are you going to penalise us if if we do this?" And they obviously got got you know got
0: the, the answer they wanted, and and, that's, and they showed that in, in the game. Ed, Eddie Jones came out and said this, and Matt Dawson has come out on Twitter. And I and I ridiculed the hell out of him. Um, he came out and he claimed that the laws should be changed and that law should be completely done away with. What are your thoughts on that? You can't change that law. You can't change it. You can you can you can change parts but, of it. But again, it comes back to that thing that like the offside line is at the feet at the ruck. If there's not a ruck, there's no offside line. Yeah, there's no there's no ruck. There's no. So line. how do you even go about amending that? This, this is the thing this is what i'm thinking literally right now is how do you I, go i had i had this
1: conversation earlier with um with one of the parents the of the under 14s and uh i, I you know I, I thought that i thought you know are we going to change the change the laws or, or and he said you can't change them but yeah my, my feeling is is that although you, you although you don't change that law you can change how how the players act and like i said earlier about the the um uh, the space invader where he was he was by the scrum half waving his arms around. To me, that's you know, that's that's going against the the spirit of the game, mm. um, not necessarily the laws of the game, but but to have that, that, that that's wrong to me. What yeah. what I what I felt um, uh, Danny Care should have, should have done was was maybe try to pass the ball, and if it hits the Italian player and go and gets knocked on, then to me that should have been a deliberate knock on yellow card off you go. Yeah. So then. As I said, uh, said earlier, that if they, um, after two or three players in the bin, you know England score, score twenty one points, they're
0: going to soon stop doing that.
1: They're going to revert back to how they were. Maybe
0: maybe that's what it's going to take. Exactly. Yeah. maybe is stuff like that. Might might not necessarily happen. It might just be complete speculation or chat between us. But it's hard to tell. I don't know how they're actually going to change that.
1: Like I say, you can't you can't change the laws. I don't think you can. You can maybe tweak them, unless
0: unless you do. Is it like rugby league when there, when there's a tackle and he then stands back up to roll the ball with his feet, and the defense have to be like ten yards away no, or something? You, no, you
1: can't. You can't do that. You can't. You can't. You can't move the laws on like that. I think you got to keep the laws or as but, they are. But, do, but could you just say them.
0: if if there is not necessarily kind of like a ruck, but if you're not challenging, you've got to be like a three yard. Yeah, I mean, it just... or, almost as if you were contesting the ruck and you've got to be behind that back foot. Yeah, that... would you say there needs to be an automatic line, or, or level with the centre of the ruck or, 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 or yeah, 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 or maybe, or maybe it's well, maybe centre of rug. It's, it's not a ruck, is it? But no, but you know, you get what I you get what yeah. I, I try to mean there. But or maybe maybe that's the thing. Maybe the referees now, maybe the referee has to stand as an off line almost. I mean, they, they do it often enough. You do see it when the, when the ball comes out of the ruck and he steps between the two defenders to watch the play. Yeah. Maybe where he stands now between the two defenders is your new off-sideline. If if you don't contest at a ruck, you've got to be... But then I suppose that opens up its problems of its own. It's yeah, that, how, would, a... how are the referee going to be able to look down the line and at the ruck? And... Because then that's going to bring the, the video yeah. referee in more. You'll have more criticisms for referees...
1: You've also got to stop calling it a ruck if it's not a ruck.
0: Yeah. What do you call
1: it instead then? Yeah. I mean, it's the tackle area, isn't it? That's...
0: Well, yeah, tackle area. Well, mm. so essentially, then the referee is your offside line. We'll say three yards or so, three or four yards back from the tackle area. Um, that's your offside line. But again, he's gonna he's gonna have to call as he sees it, and he's gonna have to be kind of eyes in the side of his head for offside lines. Yeah. And then that's going to bring the video ref in more, so that'll slow the game down a little bit as we're getting things called or we're checking things on video. I think that actually could bring refs under more pressure. Because we're seeing it more and more now. The more referees rely on the video referees, the less confidence people have in those referees to make instant decisions. Yeah. Maybe that's going to feed directly into that and actually make things a whole lot worse. I I don't know. I don't know. I'm completely open to that. I have I have no I have no idea how you would go about correcting it. Is, again, this is just something that's, that's been sort of thrust upon
1: us, isn't it? In, from Saturday or well, from Sunday, and nobody really knows how we're going to how we're going to deal with it. You know what, what we can do if, if we if we need to change the laws.
0: I I think it I think it depends how how the rugby world reacts to it. If you've if you've got teams left, right, and centre doing it, then you're going to have to address it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You,
0: but it's, it's, a, it's a very grey area.
1: Yeah. Me, personally, I, th- I think it was um, a tactical masterpiece by Conor O'Shea at the time. But now, looking back, it's not really in the spirit of the game, is it?
0: It's not. It's not at all. Um, but it'd be interesting to see how it's dealt with mm. in, in the future. I mean, a lot of people are like, Oh, New Zealand would have clicked on exactly, and they've reacted. How? How would New Zealand have reacted to that?
1: Well, some might say that they're always offside anyway.
0: There you go. But yeah, I'm assuming there. there I'm assuming there is. Maybe we're just not. You know, maybe it's just not exactly clear right now. Yeah, I mean, you, you
1: can debate that for for
0: days, yeah. weeks, months, can't you? I mean, Christ, we'll, we'll probably still be here in November. But yeah, maybe that's. I don't know. Maybe that is. Maybe you need to have the referee now as the offside line. I don't know. There's 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 bigger I don't
1: know. people that are, you know, more clever than
0: it, us it, it, it's it's a shame it's a shame Phil Waters, UTS podcast's resident uh referee and touch judge and general official. I was gonna use another word to describe him but I can't. Um, uh shout out to Phil, hopefully he is listening. Linesman. Uh, yeah. Touch judge, linesman. He was actually fourth official on that on on that game, so We'll, yeah that would have been we'll, fantastic to have him on unfortunately we'll we'll, he's, we'll, we'll, we'll get his thoughts on that yeah at some yeah, point, at so some point we might nice. we, we might make a little mini pod we'll we'll have him back in we'll bring him into this hopefully into this lovely uh this, sauna this lovely sauna studio and and we'll we'll sit down with him again and we'll discuss that maybe for 10 minutes maybe for a quarter of an hour um however however long he feels is necessary but yeah it'd be interesting to hear his opinion unfortunately he wasn't available. This week for a recording, I think you said he was on a training,
1: yeah, a training camp, and he's got a match tomorrow. But well, I say tomorrow it depends when you're listening. But that's, <laughs> yeah, that does that be March that's... the first. What are your thoughts on the the whole um, Alan wynne Jones captaincy with, about about the kick? Ooh, I I honestly don't know. My, I mean, my, my feeling is I'm I'm not, I'm not a kicker, never have been, probably never going to be. But, um, I personally think that if the captain asks you to go for the posts, I think, you you know, you should be going for the posts. you follow, you
0: follow what you're given.
1: And if you're not confident kicking, um, from where he's asking you to kick, then you probably shouldn't be the kicker. Yeah. Um. And then to go against him and and say no no I want to kick to the corner. I, I I think there's something going on there something wrong there, mm. especially for him to, to to dig him out after the game as well, in the interview. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's not great. Yeah, that's not, that's not a great team spirit there. I don't think that's
0: does not what you want to see. I mean not not just for Wales's Six Nation hopes which are obviously you know uh, in in jeopardy now, um, but also you got to think it doesn't bode it doesn't bode well for the Lions well my opinion
1: is that gatland i think the welsh players are lucky that gatland is the is the head coach of the lions yeah otherwise there'd be very few of them in it the,
0: in that i mean we squad. we mentioned that when we were talking lions uh back in the was it a december episode i can't remember i can't remember man my life's a blur help me and um i think it was december because we would we did the look back at the year didn't we and we discussed there how many of the Wales players would get in if it wasn't for Gatland. And I've got, I've got to say, after, after the performance they put in against Scotland, you've got to say there's maybe two. Did we say um,
1: that Lee Halfpenny would get in because he can kick from distance?
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: And We've e- now you got Elliot Daly.
0: Oh, it makes a royal headache for Gatland though, doesn't it? Yeah. Is he going to be true to, to, to the Welsh guys or is he... You actually go on form. I don't know. I, I I, think he would probably go on form. I'd like to think so. I mean, so, coming, uh, off the, coming off the back of the last one where he got the win, he got the 2-1 win over Australia. And I think now if he's going to pick up a 2-1 win or a 3-0 win or any kind of win really against the All Blacks, I think he's got to put that strongest team out there. I mean, it's very easy to sit here and, you know, in our little heated box and be able to say, Oh, he's playing favourites. At the end of the day, I think he will be worried more about his record as Lions manager rather than the Welsh boys. I think I think that will be his number one thing. He wants to be able to come out of there and say, I beat Australia with the Lions and I beat New Zealand with the Lions. Yeah. And I think in order to do that oh, he's gonna have to pick inform.
1: Oh yeah, ultimately he's he's gonna look at his own his own personal record and
0: Yeah. But it's not just that. I think if he if he picks if he picks the Welsh boys over those who are in form because of his tie to the W.I.U. He's got to justify it. But, but, and will he be able to? It's the same thing as well. But
1: he's seen these guys in training a lot, so he he knows what they're capable of, and, and he knows he knows them them players. So sometimes you. You just instinctively go with what you know.
0: Then it begs a question, though: if he's seeing these guys in training and he's around them all the time in the Wales camp, how come he's not bringing the formate of them in the Six Nations? I mean, be honest, you you know how many how well, many he's, he's not there at
1: the minute, is he? It's Rob Howley, isn't it? So
0: oh, is he not actually with the Welsh I, I, setup at the minute? I, I don't think he is. I could be wrong. That that is that's interesting. That I think he's stepped stepped aside just to to concentrate on the Lions and and. Maybe that's out. it then. Maybe that's that. Maybe that is his neutrality.
1: Mm.
0: Maybe look looking at form, because I, I mean, which is fair enough. Because you know, if, if you're lion, if you're Lions head coach, if you're Wales, or the Welsh head coach, you're you're only going to be able to see those games. Yeah. So you're only going to see. I mean, and don't get me wrong, they all play each other, so you'll see each of your opponents, but you'll only see them for that one match.
1: I mean. There's so much. That's the goes on, goes on, on
0: a. You know, you won't you won't be able to watch England things. versus Scotland, or you won't be able to watch Ireland versus Italy. You won't be able to see England versus Ireland, England versus Scotland. Well, you say that you you will,
1: but. Will we, we'll be able to see everything you need to see? In
0: that's the games. thing, yeah. I don't, I don't think you would be able to. Yeah, you'll, you'll get you'll get videos of that. I mean, that's I mean, yeah, he w- he would get vid- there would be videos, but. I don't know. I, I think he would go form. Yeah, I'd like I'd like to think to go. I mean, and I and I stuck the knife into him because of the whole Brian O'Driscoll thing and blah blah blah. Uh, and you know, people will have their opinions on that. But I think I think to be to be absolutely honest, I think he would look at his own form first.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, also going on going on selection, it's it's
0: going to be almost strange to see a lot of scotland players in there yeah i think that really throws a complete spanner into the to the works i think um you're gonna have to play them because they are again
1: i've said to to people outside of here that that, the scotland are are massively underrated
0: oh yeah they've they've really they've they've shocked people this year yeah i'm not gonna lie and i i was so i was so angry when they beat ireland Not because they beat Ireland, just because Ireland's performance was so bad. I think what what they mean... We we looked like we didn't even want to be there, man. We looked lost on that field. You know, we looked... We were second best all the way through that. Is that... But is that because they didn't play very well, or was it because Scotland made them look like that? It's hard to tell. I think I think coming off the back of the Isle, the Italy and the France win, if you were to put Scotland up against them now, I think that game would be a completely different story. Yeah. But that said, you've got to play with what you've got, and they they certainly did not against Scotland. But fair play to them, fair play to Scotland because you know they've they've been, you know, uh, no disrespect to any Scotland fans out there, but they've almost become. I think I mentioned it when we spoke to Scouts that they've become the new Italy. In, in a way, in the fact that they, for the last couple of years, they were getting hammered. I think they went a whole tournament where they were the under, they were completely didn't pick up a win. Right. Okay. One of, one of the years, even, you know, and there's a lot of ways for that camp to fall apart. Yeah. And Vern Cotter's done a great job putting that back together because yeah. he could, he could have just walked, he could have just said bit like, nah, it's <clears throat> not my job anymore. Well, don't forget they are, the, they are the current Five Nations champions. But yeah, are we going back that far? away? <laughs> bloody hell! I think I think I bet su- I bet the original home nations champions as well. If we're going to go all the way that I th- yeah, I far think, back,
1: I think Ian Bell keeps mentioning that. I've yeah, possibly, what, possibly I'm, that I'm not choice.
0: surprised. <laughs> bloody hell! But yeah, they, no, it's that, great. It's
1: great. It is. It, it's, it's good to see Scotland, you know, playing so well and, and I, the I, massive I, improvement.
0: As much as I'd love to see Ireland absolutely turn them over. Because I'm just so unbelievably biased. I there's a little bit of me actually. I love it. Because you have no idea what's going to happen now. Well, the thing is, it's you know, we, do we want the same
1: thing every year where it's you know England and Ireland? You know, sometimes France might pop up with a, with a couple of wins. And, yeah. You know, it can get. I won't say boring, but you want some variety. And now with yeah. are Scotland playing so well, and, and Ireland playing playing well bit inconsistent at the minute um, and England's just ha- well they haven't they haven't started yet they haven't, they haven't really played
0: yeah I, I I, really I really think that it just completely turns the tournament on its head yeah and that's that can only be a good thing Um, one of, one of the
1: uh, under 14's parents he he's actually already laid laid the bet out uh, for next season he um, he he's he thinks that england won't finish in the top two
0: really that's, that's a gutsy call yeah who who's who's his prediction then for top two um I, he or, didn't or actually he, say but um oh he's keeping that one close he didn't
1: actually say but but christophe um as you can tell he's he's
0: he's our, our resident frenchman i thought that was eddie walsh i thought eddie walsh had french family so yeah christophe um I will take you up on this bet. Well, you we've voted him now on the podcast. He's got no he's got no choice but to take that bet. <laughs> and he, and he might claim that he doesn't listen to the podcast, but I'm pretty sure a lot of the under 14s parents do. So if any of the under 14s parents are listening right now, make sure you get Christoph to listen to this. In no way can he be allowed to back out of this. A bet is a bet. <laughs> oh god. Actually on the on the on the matter of the sarees, obviously we spoke about Cheltenham North. Versus Cheltenham Saracens at King George V on February, uh, Saturday the 18th. Um, Saturday, March 4th. Tomorrow, in fact, actually, we are at home to uh, St. Mary's Old Boys, who we've got a little bit of a history with, um, given the whole Liam O'Keefe thing and the the fact that both teams, um, obviously with last season being the exception, obviously because of what happened, they, you know, uh, uh, slipped off the pace a little bit. Understandable. Yeah, yeah, To be fair, you know that's that's not me taking shots yeah. at anyone. That's that's completely understandable. Yeah, you know. Um, but the season before that, again, playoff contenders. This season, playoff contenders, incredibly strong at their place. Might sound slightly disrespectful. Certainly not intended to to be, but a little little bit of little bit of uh, uh, waning a little bit on the on the on the road. I think coupled with the fact that we are quite strong at home. Well, I mean, the, uh,
1: the, the Finch- I mean, that,
0: that said, they did they did beat Cheltenham North 36-13 on February eleventh, and right. Berry Hill on January twenty first. I mean, t- talking
1: of you know promotion and, and, and all the rest of it, the the, the, salaries, the the six games we've got remaining, they're they're all pretty pretty winnable games
0: oh yeah four four of the six are at home yeah I did read about that yeah, yeah. that's actually that's really good because our home form is like probably our strongest point and we, we've not got to play anyone above us I don't think I think St Mary's is the only one I think right okay they're in second we're in fourth as oh, okay. it stands but there's like we're talking like Whereas five points, so if we if we can snag a little bonus win, all we've got to do is hope that Hucklecoat uh, don't pick anything up. And the, 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 yeah, the teams around us um, have got to play each other. But Hucklecoat are away to Old Richians tomorrow, so hopefully a, a Richians win there. Yeah. So if we can pick up a lovely bonus point win against Marys, and Richians can pick up a win against Hucklecoat, I'm just looking at the scores here. Uh, Bart's rugby won't be able to reach them but if we interestingly if we don't pick up that bonus point win and they do so now, combined with the Hokuliko result if Bart's can pick up a big win this weekend tomorrow that could completely reshuffle the top of that league well last saturday
1: Bart's had to say didn't they by by be, uh, sorry Chatham north how to out by beating yes 24, Bartz.
0: 24 21 i'm just looking at the results right now actually uh yeah so that 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 happens because as it stands, we've got Richard's on top, 70 points from 16 games, 15 wins and one loss. St. Mary's in second, 16 games, 57 points, uh, 11 wins, 5 losses. Then Hucklecoat, 16 games, 12 wins, 4 losses, 55 points. And then there's us. Six, 16 played, 10 wins, 6 losses, which I don't think we've ever picked up that many losses in a season. No. For like a good number of years. No. So that's, that's a real... That's a real setback, um, but it's, it's speaking to
1: uh, to Jimmy mack it, it is almost in our hands now to to be yeah. second place,
0: especially with those games being at home as well yeah you know that's with, with our home form being as strong as it is, that's probably literally I don't think we could have planned that better no well, I mean I, ideally, if we had planned it ourselves, we'd be top you know <laughs> we'd have Richian style success. Yeah. But, you know, we, we're not given such luxuries. I'm just going to have a quick check of the fixture list here, and I'm just going to see if there's any other team that has as many home games as we do. I think... I'm Because I'm pretty sure they don't. By the looks of it, nobody has. Except maybe... I was going to say Frampton Cottrell. I think Frampton Cottrell have got quite a few. But then they're, they're sitting 11th at the minute, and they... That's probably worked out quite well for them as well in the run-up to the end of the season, given their uh, relegation fight. Yeah. Of course, it's always um, always two go down. Actually, no, it isn't. It's still always two go up, isn't it? Um, except for Gloucester Premier, because the second place goes into a playoff. But Gloucester One, Gloucester Two, Gloucester Three. It's always two go up, and then the the leagues are then balanced out by relegations. So it could be one team going down. It could be North Bristol are on the bottom. Um, could be them going down. It could. You could have all the way up to ninth go down. You could have Cheltenham North going but be, down. But isn't
1: there um, some sort of balance as well with with areas?
0: I think it is, especially because with Bristol. Because I think w- the way it works is n- teams in the north of Bristol, like your Saint Marys, like your North Bristol, uh, like your Frampton Cottrell, like your Chippen Sudbury, your Barts Rugby, um, they play in the Gloucester leagues, Gloucester Premier, yeah. Gloucester One, Gloucester Two. But South Bristol play in the Somerset. Yeah. So I think it depends where the teams are getting relegated from. So I think it depends who gets promoted and where the teams from your tribute West North come down. It depends where those team teams are based because some of them, some of the Bristol teams, they could possibly put in to the Somerset leagues
1: yeah
0: it's a bit of a headache isn't it it's yeah oh god i'm glad i don't have that job (laughs) i mean christ you like you know we i i I sometimes complain how difficult it is to sit here and talk into a microphone or you know when we're back at king george v talking to a phone um that's on a tripod and and you know i i get a little stressed out by organizing that at times no way in hell would i want that job like seriously that like i'm getting a headache just trying to work it out sitting here (laughs) like there's no way in hell I'll be honest, with you, I, I get a headache when I
1: try and look for results, and, and I yeah. can't even find teams, I, I, I don't know, because there's, there's so many different leagues, I don't know which, which team is in which league, and oh, by mad. the time the, the following week comes, I, I forget where they, what league they're in, so I have to troll through them all. Oh,
0: no, I couldn't do that, no, that's a bizarre one. Right, predictions time, we'll uh, we'll get around to wrapping this up, predictions time, Six Nations, Your thoughts. What would you like me to to predict? We'll we'll go. We'll go with bottom place. Who's taking the wooden spoon home this year? It's going to be between
1: Italy and Wales. Probably Italy, I think.
0: I think that's 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 probably accurate. I'd imagine. Um, kind of feel bad for Conor O'Shea, really. I feel bad for anyone who takes the Italy job because they've got a limited amount of resources. They they don't have the best standard of league rugby. I mean, you see it in the Pro 12 all the time. <clears throat> I pay a lot of attention to the Pro 12 league because I'm a big Ulster fan. Um, was a big Leinster fan. Also got a quite a soft spot, uh, soft spot for Connacht. Right. Basically, I like everyone but Munster. <laughs> um, and basically, they're you know they're getting turned out inside out I every mean, every week. Yeah, and Treviso Trav- struggle. Treviso and Zebra because it was Aroni, wasn't it? And then Aroni yeah. folded actually because they couldn't uh financially withstand that level um so they don't have a very good standard of rugby um don't get me wrong it's improving they're getting better they are you know um they're making improvements and i think probably playing in the six nations is uh helping that but um but yeah actually just out of interest actually i was going to ask this actually to our to our guest who we were supposed to have on and unfortunately he is no longer available um
1: this well, this month anyway.
0: This month, uh, he could possibly be on in the future. We're not going to name drop because I don't want to kind of like name and shame him. That would just be horrible. Um, Six Nations relegation, relegation and promotion with the uh, the second tier competition. Do you think that's a good thing or a good idea? I I I'd like to see it happen, if I'm honest. I think it, I think it was certainly it there's, was certainly there's, there's two there's two there's two things there
1: that. that... You could get the team that comes up will be playing against against better opposition, so they have to improve. Mm. But on the flip side, the team that goes down will be playing against worse opposition, and will they just fall into that trap of just sort of equaling out and, and becoming An, another second tier, a, a, a worse team than they originally
0: were? Yeah, I don't know. I I kind of um I I thought possibly actually i, I kind of looked at it the other way that actually the teams going down might strengthen the teams in the lower lower standards but you could also end up with the what i call like the west brom effect where one year they're relegated the next year they're promoted the yo-yo clubs yeah that's literally what could happen because i imagine there's a there's probably quite a few teams Going to be is, in that second tier, that Italy are just just a little bit too strong for where but they've but played it, in the Six Nations.
1: Is, is it going to come down to what what it always comes down to in professional sport, and that be money? That's yes, yeah. the only thing. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me so, at all. So, it, so you, you, you're Italy, or you're Wales, or, or Scotland, or whoever goes down, we come straight back up again because they'll they'll annihilate the teams down there. Yeah, they come straight back up again, and then struggle, they go back down again, and just. It will be. And then actually, be no, no,
0: no. then actually, that would probably have a worse effect on those yeah, second tier no. teams because they're not getting a chance to get promoted.
1: No. And, and it is all down to the pain. No.
0: Yeah, easily. I mean, think that's what, that's what it boils down to at the end of it, is financing. Yeah. Especially in a lot of those countries where, and you know, I'm not, not going to try and get all political on this, but, you know, where the economy is not the greatest, well, but essentially those countries where it's not their first sport. Italy is... is
1: perfect is, is the perfect um place for that because yeah. they are struggling financially
0: that was my phone that just went off there professionalism
1: professional Dan.
0: moving moving swiftly on um six nations winner um what are your thoughts it's got to, it's got to be it's got to be england or ireland There's it's gonna
1: it's gonna come down to that last game isn't it
0: yeah i think so Especially with the bonus points coming in now that could completely we could see like a, a ch- uh, Sarri's and long levens yeah in ireland beating in england and england still winning because of the two if they can get two bonus points i am loving the new bonus point system i no, think I, that's, I think it's good that's so good cuz it, it you you know you've really got to work for that extra point
1: well that's it i mean it it, it it does exactly what it's meant to do and it makes teams come out and, and tr- score tries yeah that's the, the whole idea of it
0: and and it's working I think I think on form alone, it's got to be England. I mean, and it kills me to say it, being an Ireland fan, but we've got to be realistic about this. But, but saying that
1: England haven't started yet, they haven't fired yet.
0: Then again, I'm actually just looking at this. I've got the table in front of me. Ireland have scored more points and conceded less than anybody in this tournament so far. I think, and we've got two bonus points.
1: But don't forget, it's it's at Ireland, that Ireland that that last game.
0: That of course, yeah, I totally that, forgot about that.
1: That could be massive.
0: Yeah, that could be a real. That could be a real momentum shift. Yeah. If the if the pressure gets to England, which we have you know at times seen it. I look at in last the past, year. Yeah.
1: Last year against Wales,
0: all all they had to do was make sure they they won that game.
1: No, sorry, it, was, it wasn't Wales, was it? It was uh, it was France, France. wasn't it?
0: Mm. Yeah, I think Ireland played Wales, didn't they? Oh no, Ireland played Italy and won very convincingly. It was,
1: yeah, it was the wasn't it the game last year all on the same day where there was like yeah. a million points scored.
0: Yeah. Something like that. Something ridiculous amount of points. The, well, the inner game
1: was the second game, wasn't it? And...
0: Yeah, because I think the first one was Scotland Wales, and it yeah. didn't, and Wales won, but not very convincingly. Yeah, Eng-
1: England were in the driving seat, but then Ireland decided that they were actually going to come out and annihilate.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely smash Italy.
1: Yeah, but there you go. Um, going go to my head, I'd, I'd say England. But
0: yeah, as much as it, as much as it pains me to do so, I would say England. But then there's an also there's also like my 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 it's 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 a weird one. My heart says Ireland because Ireland fan, naturally biased. Head says England but a tiny voice in my head also wants Scotland. Just just for underdogism. You know? For S and G. For uh gits and shiggles. Um But yeah, definitely. No, Sodom. <laughs> Just kind of the uh, sweaters winning it. <laughs> no, no, we'd we'd never stop hearing about that from me and Never ever. So yeah, that's that's my prediction. I reckon Ireland. But on the very last day, you're saying I I've got to say England. You're saying England. What I want to know is what Vicky thinks. This will be interesting now.
3: I I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> and, a,
1: and a guess. Say, say a country in the northern hemisphere.
3: Uh, Finland?
0: <laughs> oh god, of all the countries you could have picked, that's absolutely outstanding. You've properly made my day. I, um,
3: I haven't been listening for like the last 10 minutes or so, so... Uh... Oh,
0: thank, thanks for that, Techie. Thanks for that. <laughs> Good. That's right, right nor have I. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: I. I hear bits that I think are funny and then I shut off again. <laughs> sorry guys
0: uh she said she says she's sorry but she's really not <laughs> at all so cool i'm saying ireland vicky's saying finland i wouldn't put money on that bet to be honest <laughs> with you i i i I just i'd keep that to yourself f- actually you might want <laughs> to have that bet with christoph in the top two next year
3: <laughs> <laughs> do they even play rugby not, in,
0: not actually, in the six nations no. actually not in the six nations but i know they do
3: Oh, okay. So
0: I, you know. Do, do
3: they play um,
0: is it some form of like ice rugby or something?
3: What the hell is ice rugby? I don't
0: know, but that sounds incredible, ice rugby.
3: Is it just like the rug, rug whatever you call the ball, the rugby ball? The ball? The, the <laughs> Yeah, the ball is made out of
0: ice. And you ice have... Sorry, I thought like rugby, like on an ice rink so did i (laughs) yeah that's yeah no why would the ball be made of ice hold
3: on hold on it's it's a scandinavian country so it's really cold yeah so you you have a rugby ball made out of ice and the object of the game is to score tries and win before the ball melts
0: ah so you're saying completely scrap the clock altogether yeah and as long as the so you could essentially, in Finland, where it is fairly cold, you could literally be playing a game for four days. Yeah. It's an endurance sport <laughs> for the players if, and the spectators. If, if, you weren't, if you weren't very good at rugby, you, you could possibly
1: use a tactic that we call um, sticking up your jumper and run with it.
0: Yeah, but then it'd just stick to you, though, wouldn't then, it? Then, like then, like then, your then tongue it, in a freezer? But, but, it, but it would melt a lot quicker, wouldn't it? That's a really good idea. So as soon as you took, as soon as you took the lead,
3: that would be against the rules.
0: Ah, we got some rules.
3: Yeah, you, yeah, we have some rules for uh, ice ice rugby. I'm I'm now the chairman. Chairwoman, chair, chairwoman, chairman. Same difference.
0: <laughs> if it, no, there is a difference. <laughs> I, there, there's a big difference. Um, but yeah, I think. That's, that's probably a really good way to wrap the show up, actually. Ice rugby, where you play on an ice rink for as long as you can uh, until the ball melts. There you go. The, the, the crazy world of the UTS podcast. So there you go. Yes, ice rugby. I don't know. Maybe in Canada, it might be successful. And I think it's pretty much time to just have a look at what March brings us. The first team kick-off match tomorrow at home to St. Mary's Old Boys. I have absolutely no doubt that that match will be complete electric from start to finish. Both teams chasing a playoff spot. No doubt that'll be an incredible show. The following week on the 11th sees the Saris at home once again in the battle of the CRFCs versus Chipping Sodbury. I think last season the Saris played the majority of the match with 14 men and still ran out 34-3 winners on that one. So you definitely don't want to miss that. No league game on the 18th. There may be a friendly. There might be one arranged at short notice. So make sure you check out the club's social media pages for that one. We'll drop all of those links at the end of the show. And then the first team return to action the weekend after that. The 25th. They're on the road. Frampton Cottrell. Never an easy place to go. They need those points probably just as much as we do in their relegation fight against Bristol North or North Bristol. And they're never, never an easy place to go. Always a challenging team, so we certainly cannot afford an off day for that trip. The second team return to action tomorrow at home to nuance Seconds, and then they travel to Old Pat's Thirds on the 11th in what has always really been a really, really entertaining game. Once again, no competitive fixture on the 18th. There may be a friendly, as we mentioned just now, check out the social media pages for that. But they are back at home on the 25th against local rivals Long Levins. The third team are scheduled to kick off their march at home to Gordon League tomorrow. Seems we've got three home games tomorrow. That's not going to work, is it? Three home games, two pitches. Early kickoff. I imagine by the time this goes out, that will have probably changed. So again, keep an eye on your social media pages. The third team then return on the 11th and they host Sirencester Seconds. I've played in a couple of those games, Sirencester Seconds. That was the last game I ever played, actually, for the club. Sirencester seconds away with the thirds, and I think I ended up with a concussion, <laughs> yeah. And then they close out the month on the 25th on the road to Old Richians. Again, that would be another really, really good game, so we definitely advise you, if you're not watching the, th- uh, the first team on the road to Frampton Cottrell, head over to Gloucester, head over to Old Richians, go support the people's third team if they're actually playing that fixture, and I'd like to think they would do. That's the 25th, and that wraps up the senior teams. During the week, once again, I spoke to Moxie to find out what the Pups' calendar was looking like.
1: As I mentioned earlier, we are hosting a good Minchin-Hampton side in the County Cup plate quarterfinal on the 5th. The Saris will be the underdogs in many people's eyes, but not in ours. We have shown so far this season that our group of boys, as a squad, are a match for anyone, and are really playing well, individually and as a team. This game will be a tough one to call, and I hope that with no disrespect to Chatham North, but the following Sunday, the 12th, is the day set aside for the County Cup plate semi-final, and at the moment we have a fixture arranged against the North. Hopefully the Sarri's Pups will need to postpone or cancel that fixture. Then on the 19th we are at home against a team from Shipton-on-Stour, where we've never played them before and know nothing about them, but as I said, we can be a test for any, any team on our day. The final Sunday will be training, Possibly with a couple of Gloucester
0: players. Thanks to Moxie for that. An exciting month ahead for all of the Saris teams, regardless of age. Of age even. Before we go, don't forget to check out the club on social media. We're on Facebook at facebook.com/slash Do you use Twitter? Go and check it out. twitter.com slash RFC. We've got ourselves a pitch hero page, pitchhero.com slash Cheltenham RFC. Or if you're a little bit old school like myself, you can check out the official website at Cheltenham If you're a first-time listener, and some of you might be, with the crazy the craziness that is the Six Nations, you might have stumbled your way onto our little show. If you are a first-time listener and you want to go and check out a few more shows from the past, you can do so by SoundCloud.com/slash Cheltenham Saracens RFC or by searching for the UTS podcast on iTunes. All the shows are on there, and they're all absolutely free. You don't have to pay a single penny. They're all absolutely free, so go and check them out. They're great for listening to or from work. If you like to walk, or even if you get the bus, or even if you're just at home, you can have it on in the background and listen to us. Uh, And if you do, if you are a user of iTunes and you do subscribe, make sure you give us a rate and a review, because the only way we can improve our show is by your feedback. And we really can't stress that enough if you want to do it more privately you can do utspodcast at gmail.com feel free to leave us any feedback you want because that's the only way we can improve our little show massive thanks to moxie for joining me it's been an interesting chat it's yeah it's been a good one it's
1: been funny in parts it's been serious yeah and um, we've had all sorts i'm looking forward to going to finland to play some noise <laughs>
0: Uh, Thanks again to uh, Vicky Mason on the other side of the glass, making sure that our show runs smoothly. Yeah,
3: thank you for having me on.
0: Also a big thank you to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com for our backing track Motherload, which we use royalty-free under the Creative Commons License 3.0. If you ever need any kind of royalty-free music, make sure you check out Incompetech.com. All you've got to do is reference Kevin McLeod in the credits. Both myself and Moxie will be back at the start of April, looking at the run up to the end of the season with April set to be a big month for those at the top of the league, and we'll be looking for the ever-important combination cup fixtures. So on behalf of myself, on behalf of Moxie, and on behalf of the Club of Dreams, have an incredible match. Up the Saris. Up the Saris pups.
2: Oh,
3: no, yeah. no. No, no. No. No, oh, I'm having a tour, I'm having a tour. I'm on the podcast. Oh, Let me go on the podcast. Bomb oh, to the, oh, the
1: reload, to the reload. Bomb oh. to the reload, to the reload.